0: Amateur Radio Newsline Report Number 2390, with a release date of Friday, August 18, 2023. To follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST, Emergency Response Challenges After the Fires on Maui. A CW beacon in the U.K. is an asset for fans of meteor watching. And a full day of amateur radio helps India mark the anniversary of its independence. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2390 comes your way right now. From around the
1: world, this is Newsline, amateur radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Charleston, West Virginia, here's Jim Dameron, NATMW.
0: Our top story takes us to the Hawaiian island of Maui, which faces a long road back following the deadly sweep of wildfires. Amateur radio operators are evaluating what else emergency communicators can do to ensure that life-saving messages continue to get through. Randy Sly, W4XJ, has been following this story.
1: Even as the Amateur Radio Emergency Service responded to the devastating wildfires that brought death and destruction to parts of the Hawaiian island of Maui, emergency management agencies acknowledged that they were taken largely by surprise by the August 8th disaster. Swift to deal with hurricanes, tsunamis, and other weather-related events, Hawaiian emergency management agencies on the island struggled to stay on top of conditions brought about by low humidity and high winds generated by Hurricane Dora hundreds of miles to the south. Scores of people lost their lives, and the town of Lahaina, a tourist favorite, was virtually destroyed by the next day. With phone, internet, and cell services seriously affected, the KH6COM interlinked repeater system and other repeaters on Maui, along with WinLink and a 40-meter net, were all activated to support local agencies. Presenting an improved strategy for the future, the Hawaiian television station KHON broadcast a report focused on the importance of ham radio in times of emergency. Michael Miller, KH6ML, ARRL Assistant Section Manager for the Pacific Section, showcased the capabilities of amateurs during disasters and urged the expansion of amateur radio response resources in Hawaii. He stressed that while hams are not first responders, they do provide a communications lifeline for those who are. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. Michael reminds Newsline listeners that donations
0: to help Maui residents affected by fires are being accepted by the Hawaii Community Foundation and Maui United Way. You can find the links to both organizations in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. Although the peak viewing days for the Perseid meteor showers have passed, the Shooting Star Show goes on for a little while longer, at least until the 24th of August. In the UK, a meteor beacon at the Sherwood Observatory of the Mansfield and Sutton Astronomical Society keeps its eye on the sky. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us about it.
2: Hams in the UK have created the UK Meteor Beacon Project, GB3MBA, to give a better look at the dramatic activity in the sky overhead the Beacon CW signals capture data on meteorites as they pass through a 400-kilometre-wide section of sky over England and Wales. The volunteer project was funded by the Radio Society of Great Britain with the support of the British Astronomical Association. Using circular polarisation, the Beacon targets the part of the atmosphere some 80 to 100 kilometres high, where the meteors are burning up and generating ionisation. The meteor echoes can be heard by any radio receiver capable of covering 50.408 MHz, provided the antenna can receive meteor echoes. Software-defined radios are considered preferable. Organisers of this project are hoping to realise its educational potential by helping the distribution of suitable radio receivers throughout the country, encouraging schools to build STEM-related programmes around the meteors. Ultimately, the project has the ability to track meteors from anywhere in the world. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH.
0: The first of two scheduled solar eclipse CUSO parties to be held by Hamsi will take place in October. It may seem like months away, but Cell MB, KB3TZD, tells us why it's important to make your plans for it and register now.
3: You needn't live anywhere near the path of the next solar eclipse passing over North America to contribute data to the Citizen Science Project being undertaken by Hamsi on the 14th of October. The Solar Eclipse QSO party is a particular attraction for hams who can contribute valuable ionospheric data from anywhere in the world. Amateurs making QSOs using CW, SSB, and digital modes on 160 through 6 meters can help researchers gain better insights into ionospheric variability. Shortwave listeners and AMDXers can also get in on the action by signing up for size Gladstone Signal Spotting Challenge. This challenge relies on CW and digital beacons and modes such as Whisper and FST4W. The HAMSCI website reminds HAMS that researchers rely on amateur radio operators through initiatives such as these. The data that is collected helps researchers get a better grasp of how the HF bands behave, particularly at the time of a solar eclipse. Registration is open for the Gladstone Signal Spotting Challenge and the Solar Eclipse QSO party at That's HAMSCI.org. That's H-A-M-S-C-I dot org. This is Selenby, KB3, TZD. August
0: 15th was a day of celebration in India on and off the air. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, tells us what made the day so memorable.
4: Hams in India marked a full day of celebrating for the 76th anniversary of the nation's independence with activities on and off the air on the 15th of August. Wellwishers checked into nets on twenty meters, forty meters, two meters, and echolink, all using the call sign AT seventy six IND. Locally, about 100 students from local schools and colleges attended a technical workshop in Kolkata that provided guidance for building three types of antennas. The activities were organised by the West Bengal Radio Club and the Indian Academy of Communications and Disaster Management, whose Principal, Pospoti Mondale, VU3ODQ, and Vice Principal Deepak Chakarabuti, VU3OKT, provided the technical guidance. The Academy provides training and test preparation year-round for interested candidates who want to pursue their amateur radio licence, helping them achieve their own personal independence every day of the year. This is Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. Two satellites are getting ready to enter space from Europe, and both have amateur
0: digipeters on board. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us what to
2: expect. Slovakia and Romania are preparing to launch digipeting satellites this autumn, following coordination of their frequencies by the International Amateur Radio Union. The Slovakian satellite, a 1U CubeSat, will have experimental slow-scan digital video, as well as a digipeter operating around the clock on two different bands. Because the satellite has an educational role to fulfil, there will be messages transmitted in both CW and using AX25 occasionally. The IARU has coordinated a downlink on 436.680 MHz. The Romanian satellite is a PicoSat, with the primary role of serving as a digital amateur repeater. A CW beacon will also be transmitted, so that HAMS can measure various properties of the signals and detect its speed by using Doppler. The satellite will also transmit low-resolution SSDV images in GFSK mode. The satellite will be using a downlink on 436.235 MHz, CW will be sent at 20 words per minute. GFSK telemetry will be sent at 500 bits per second, and GFSK SSTV will be sent at 5 kilobits per second. This is Jeremy Boot for N.J.H. Time for you to
0: identify your station. We are the amateur radio news line heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the N9EOC repeater of the Central Indiana Amateur Radio Association in Noblesville, Indiana, on Sundays at 8 p.m. local time. A ham whose long and varied broadcast career helped launch his amateur experience has become a silent key. We hear more about him from Andy Morrison, K9AWM.
5: Ron Kazda's radio career took root in the world of commercial broadcasting with Wisconsin stations such as WTCH, WHBY, and WAPL. A broadcast engineer, he made subsequent moves to Doubleday Broadcasting in Colorado and in 1986 to Parker Communications in Minnesota. According to his page on QRZ.com, his favorite job was at Hubbard Communications, and he remained there as director of engineering until 2002 when he retired. His other favorite moments on the air were found in amateur radio. Ron got his license while working in the broadcast field and upgraded to extra in 2008. After a lifetime on the commercial side, he embraced the amateur side after his retirement. He wrote on his page on QRZ.com, quote, I should have done this years ago. I am having the time of my life with this new hobby, end quote. Ron died on the 3rd of August in Wisconsin. He was 86. This is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Do your QSOs
0: inspire poetry? Is there a haiku perhaps waiting to be written about the last QSL card you got? Join the Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. In the spirit of fun and perhaps a little bit of literary adventure, we invite you to share the joy of ham radio in the form of a haiku. On our website, arnewsline.org, you'll find the submission form. To qualify, you need to follow traditional haiku form. The first line is five syllables, second line seven syllables, and the finishing third line, another five syllables. We cannot accept any other formats. Our team will pick from the best submissions that follow the 575 syllable rule and represent the love of amateur radio. Your prize? For now, bragging rights and a featured spot for your haiku on the Amateur Radio Newsline website. We may have a surprise for you at the end of the year, however. So visit our website, arnewsline.org, and take a look at this week's winning ham radio haiku. The unending search for better battery power with improved storage capacity has led to yet another innovative design. And this one is about to be released for commercial use. Here's details from Kent Peterson,
6: KC0DGY. A professor emeritus from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology has created a liquid metal battery that he will soon be introducing into the commercial market as a low-cost, long-life option. Donald Sadaway is a material scientist who is focused on developing affordable batteries through his years of research. He co-founded his company, AMBRE, in 2010 as a way to commercialize his liquid metal battery, which contains molten metal electrodes and a molten salt electrolyte. The Massachusetts-based company will be working with Colorado-based XL Energy in early 2024. AMBRE plans to install a 300-kilowatt system for the utility and expects it to be up and running late next year. An article on the IEEE Spectrum website said that the liquid metal battery could lead to a substantial reduction in energy costs. The scientist credits the battery's alternative components for creating a system design different from that found in lithium-ion batteries. He told the IEEE Spectrum, quote, The concept of a liquid metal battery makes it unique for stationary storage. It's not flammable, unlike lithium, and it's resistant to capacity fade. We've got data on thousands of charge cycles, which is years of operation. This thing should go 20 years and still retain 95% of its capacity. End quote. This is Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY.
0: History will not let anyone forget the horrors of the concentration camps of World War II. Hams in Mexico have devoted the month of August to remembering a Polish priest considered the patron saint of amateur radio. Details from Kevin Trotman, N5PRE.
7: The Franciscan friar Maximilian Kolbe was killed at Auschwitz in 1941, giving his life in exchange for saving a Polish army sergeant condemned by the Nazis to die. In remembrance of the priest, who was declared a saint in the Roman Catholic Church in 1982, the call sign 4A2MAX is on the air until the 31st of August. Father Colby is considered the patron saint of amateur radio. Using the call sign SP3RN, he went on shortwave radio in 1938 from a station he built in the monastery to spread words of faith. Throughout August, the special event station in Mexico has been calling QRZ in his memory on various bands using CW, SSB, and the digital modes. Details are available on QRZ.com. Hams unable to contact 4A2MAX this month can still check into the weekly St. Maximilian Colby Radio Net, operated on Sundays year round on 80 meters, 20 meters, and on the TGIF DMR network. Talk Group 3814. The net was founded in 1998 by a group of hams in the United States to commemorate the priest's martyrdom. This is Kevin Trotman, N5PRE.
0: In the world of DX, listen for Gary G0FWX operating on SSB holiday style as V47FWX from St. Kitt's, iota number NA104 until the 26th of August. QSL via M0URX's OQRS. YURI YL2GM will use the call sign ZD9W from Tristan da Cunha IOTA number AF029 from the 24th of September to the 22nd of October he'll operate CW SSB and FT8 on 160 through 10 meters he'll also operate FT8 on 6 meters See QRZ.com for qsl details Lau, PF3X, is on the air in Iceland on 160 through 6 meters using SSB and the digital modes. Listen for his call sign TF slash PF3X between the 21st and 25th of August from Reykjavik. See qrz.com for QSL details. We end this week's newscast with a story about beginnings. They're rarely easy and often intimidating. But one club in North Carolina has established a way to make rough starts for new hams a bit smoother. Jack Parker, W8ISH, has that story.
8: Bringing new hams on the air and keeping them there is a priority for the Foresight County Amateur Radio Club in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Test sessions are held just before general meetings, and passing the test earns the new ham a free one-year membership and welcome packet with detailed information about operating. Club members without a rig or an antenna analyzer or even an antenna are entitled to something else, the opportunity to borrow one from the club for a limited time and get on the air right away. According to club member Sam Poindexter, NI4TG, this loaner program is a formal update of the one the club established a number of years ago. This time, however, the loaner program focuses on the recognition that some operators need more than advice to get started. Sam told Newsline in an email, quote, Our loaner program attempts to provide club value to membership, support recently licensed hams, allow members to try new things, learn, and grow in a documented fashion. End quote. The equipment is not available, of course, during field day or ham fest, and does not apply to the club station itself, but there are gin poles, tuners, analyzers, and 3HF transceivers that would be otherwise idle most of the time. There's even a complete kit for POTA and other portable operations, and instructions along with a folding wagon. While helping new hams check out any equipment, club officers get to know them better, learning their skill levels, and offering advice. Even after the equipment gets returned, there's still one thing the new hams do end up keeping, a lasting relationship with the club that helped them on their way. This is Jack Parker, W8ISH.
0: With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, Amberish Nagbishwash, VU2JFA, CQ Magazine, David Bihar, K7DB, 425DX News, Fagan Wasani Technologies, FCC, HamSci.org, IARU. IEEE Spectrum, Marcia Thompson, NC4MT, Radio Society of Great Britain, Radio World, Nag Mishwash, VU2JFC, stmax.net.org. Sam Poindexter, NI4TG, shortwaveradio.de, space.com, ukmeteorbeacon.org, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know we appreciate you all. We also remind you that if you like our newscast, leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Jim Dameron, N8TMW in Charleston, West Virginia, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening.
1: Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023, all rights reserved.